0: Real Talk Broadcast Network Podcast. You can find us at www.realtalkbroadcastnetwork.org. You can also find us on iTunes Radio, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Google Music Podcast. We are a podcast from the city of Long Beach. Our sponsors include Love and in Unity Church in Long Beach under Pastor Johnson, Life in the Spirit Worship Center under Pastor Breednam, our other sponsors also include Marcus Brown Professional Detail Service, LLC. Give Mr. Brown a call. Your car will thank you. His number, 714-326-9327. Thank you. And now your host. Praise the Lord and good afternoon, listening audience. Welcome to another Real Talk Broadcast podcast show. I'm your podcast host, Pastor Trent Breeland of Life in the Spirit Worship Center, located in the city of Bellflower in the state of California. I hope that your afternoon is going well. This is another beautiful Friday morning in California. We have a bit of an overcast here. Hopefully, things will clear up, as they usually do in Southern California. But I hope that wherever you are, you're enjoying this beautiful day that God has blessed us with. I want you to sit back and hold on because we have a great show for you this morning. We're going to be dealing with a a topic that is very near to my heart, but something that has really disturbed me, what came across my attention recently about what's going on with the state of preaching and preachers today, which I happen to be one of a preacher, but I'm appalled with such things that's coming to my ears and that I'm seeing by some of our more renowned speakers that claim to be called of God. So sit back. We want to enlighten you on this afternoon at the same time by encourage you, encouraging you. But before we get started, we want to, as always, begin with a word of prayer. So whether you're wherever you are, whether you're in your home, whether you're driving and listening to the sound of my voice, let's go to the throne of grace and let's go there boldly. Eternal Father and God, Lord Jesus, we praise and we magnify you. We thank you for blessing us with another day full of your grace and your mercy. Your word says, Lord, that it's of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, and great is your faithfulness. Lord, yes, your faithfulness is great in our lives, and we thank you because without you we cannot do anything, but through you we can do all things. In you we live, move, and have our being. And Father, I pray for the listening audience that wherever they may be, I pray your blessings upon them and their family. I pray that they they be full of peace and prosperity filled with the goodness of God. In Jesus' name, amen. On this afternoon, we want to deal with a topic, as I said earlier, that is dear to my heart, preaching. And the state of preachers today, what's going on with some of our renowned so-called preachers that claim to be called of God. Our topic on the day is we're going to be dealing with emotional preachers and emotional prophecies, emotional preachers and emotional prophecies. As I first stated, there was something that came to my attention last week that I have been thinking about for this whole past week, and I want you to listen to this. When when I heard this, I was very appalled and disturbed by it. It really left a bad taste, so to speak, in my mouth at what I was listening to and the things that were being done. So I want you to listen to this for a brief moment. And I'm sorry if this happens to be your pastor or perhaps one of your favorite preacher or preachers. We'll be right back in just a moment, but I want you to listen to this. some anointing on this money, you put something up here, you put... You, you. Woo! Prosper! Prosper, I said! your bills paid throw money at their okay if you view that if you were able to and if not I'm sorry but I will um, dialogue on it it's very disturbing and I first of all I want to apologize because this is not what you heard or what you have seen this is not the gospel message. You know, we have too many individuals running around here with all of this buffoonery and all of this tomfoolery. And it's time for it to stop. It is not preaching whatsoever. Anytime that you see me on the podcast if you're able to view me, I'm always going to have my Bible in front of me because I always go to the scriptures. You know, that's why the word of God tells us a study to show ourselves approved unto God. A workman need not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And that's found in 2 Timothy 2 and 15. You can find that there. Now, I want to go to the word of God in 1 Timothy chapter number six and particularly verse number five. I mean, I apologize again for that type of um, shenanigans and tomfoolery. That's going on in individual's pulpit, because as I said, that's not the gospel message. The gospel message consists of the life, the death, the burial, the resurrection, the ascension and the seating of Jesus Christ and also the second coming of Christ. And also the gospel tells us how we should live before this world that's that's lying is wickedness. Now, the message should always be about Jesus. Now, in 1 Timothy chapter number 6, verse number 5, it says this. Useless wranglings of men of corrupt minds and dispute, and excuse me, and destitute of the truth, who suppose that godliness is a means of gain. From such withdraw yourself or turn away yourself. Now, we have individuals that's preaching simply a prosperity gospel, and if you're not prospering, as they are, then it has to ha- have to do something where you're not believing or walking in faith. The individual that was on the screen um, given this message was one by the name of Leroy. I don't happen to know his last name, but if you were able to view the video feed, the other gentleman that began to run on the stage with him across all of the sums of money that the congregation had laid and thrown at their feet was um, Creflo Dollar, who's known for being a prosperity preacher, along with several others. Now, I'm not against prosperity because the Word of God says in Third John, chapter number um, um, chapter number one, verse number two, "Beloved, I would that you were prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospered." So, I'm not against prosperity. I'm against the misrepresentation of all of these false preachers and false prophesied that's prophesying foolishness unto you. And we will give you scripture that will back all of what I just said up. Nowhere in scripture have you ever heard of anyone, not one of the apostles, not Jesus, running over money and saying, get this anointing, get this anointing, let me get this anointing on the money. No, that's not gospel. So notice again in 1 Timothy chapter number 6, he said useless wranglings or arguments or disputation of men of corrupt minds and destitute of the truth. They don't have the truth in them. Who suppose that godliness is a means of gain from such withdraw yourself. You have to withdraw from these individuals. Stop giving these individuals Your money, who's preaching from emotionalism, not being moved or led by God. The Spirit of God is not upon them. Beloved, don't give them your money. You're financing their lifestyle. Yes, I said it. You're financing their lifestyle. The only one that's prospering is them. Why? Because you're causing them to prosper. What they're doing is what the Word of God said. They're making merchandise of you. Now, next scripture I'm going to go to is going to be the book of Matthew, chapter number 7, and verse number 15. I want you to listen to the words of Jesus. And if you had any Sunday school lessons or been to Sunday school, or Bible study, we all know that the, when the words are, are written in red, it is known to be Jesus is doing the talking. So, St. Matthew, chapter 7, verse number 15. Listen to what Jesus says. And he's speaking concerning the end times. He says, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. He said they come to you in sheep clothing. They have the appearance that they are sheep. But they they are sheep clothing. They they dress a certain kind of way. They have the look as if they're a messengers of God. But you can't just go by the look. He said inwardly they are ravenous wolves. They're spiritually destitute, if you will. They're vultures, okay? They are they are predators. They're preying on you. That's exactly what they're doing. He's then because Jesus goes on and says, You will know them by their fruits. You're gonna know them by their fruit. So be careful. Withdraw yourself away from this type of preaching. Okay? This type of shenanigans, this tomfoolery. In the words of Denzel Washington, when he played the part of Malcolm X, he said, "You're being bamboozled. You're being hoodwinked. You're being led astray. Run them up. That's just what you're being done, been done to. You're being deceived, friend. You're being deceived by these individuals." Now, if you really want to find out, because in the Word of God we are we are encouraged and instructed in the Word of God that we are to test the prophecies. As a matter of fact, in the word of God, 1 Thessalonians chapter number 5 and verse number 20, it does tell us despise not prophecy, prophesy, but then it goes on and tells us the very next verse, it says test or prove all things whether they be true. We have the responsibility to test and prove whether the prophecies are true or not. And I'm gonna give you some basic instructions how you can do that because we're encouraged by God's word to do such. And in first John chapter number four, verse number one, the word of God tells us, beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirit by the spirit to see whether it is of God. You have the right by God to test and try the spirit. How are you gonna try it? By the word of God. Now that's the way that you test the prophecies Here's the way If the prophecies Do not line up With the word of God And is not balanced by scripture Then they are not given by God A prophecy Should be a word That should be able To Direct you into moral responsibility because false prophecy and false dreams and false vision gives you false hope. They do not cultivate the life that God wants us to have. They do false prophecies and false dreams do not direct us into the heart of God do not direct us to Christ. It has a reverse effect. It draws a person away from Christ. But unfortunately, we see individuals seems to flock to this type of preaching and teaching. Because it was individuals in the congregation whooping and hollering and throwing all the money on the on the floor at their feet. That wasn't done in scripture. What was done in scripture was this. They bought their possessions and laid at the apostles' feet. And then the apostles took and distributed to everyone as the people had need. As I said earlier, the only one that seems to be benefiting from this type of prosperity are the ones that's preaching it. Are you being benefited by it? Your mortgage isn't being paid, but they live in gated communities. They drive expensive luxury cars. Some of these gentlemen have aircrafts that You are furnishing their lifestyle if you're contributing to their ministry. Don't be deceived. Don't walk around here blind or are you willingly being deceived? So but you have a right to try the spirit and test it by the word of God to see if that prophecy is of God. You know of of yourself whether your life is lining up with the prophecy that someone is speaking over your life. You know, when you're not walking right before God, that someone is going to give you a prophecy and prophesy false hope and lies unto you, saying what they saw and what they heard. If the the word of God, the prophecy has to cultivate a godly life inside of you and make you moral and spiritually responsible should drive you right into the heart of God. And should cultivate, as the scripture said, godliness. It has to be after godliness. Paul said it this way in the word of God. He said, Peerless times shall come. He said, In the last days, they shall be scoffers. I want you to know, Paul said in the last days, I want you to know that we're in these last of the last days right now. We see all this type of shenanigans going on, all these false prophets and false teachers that are in this land. No wonder if I wasn't saved and wasn't a believer and didn't study the scripture to so myself approved unto God, I would be, I would be very um, discouraged who to believe because it leaves skepticism when you see it seems like it's going on as such a a, a a wide array from individuals not only the preacher but the shenanigans that's going on in churches I was absolutely appalled when I heard one of the one of the renowned preachers had a birthday bash gala at his church and one of the attractions and I will say attraction, Johnny Gill was there, and he was performing in a sanctuary, and he was performing secular soul, uh, my, 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 and rub me the right way. And here you have individual comment that, that the service was fire. It wasn't a service. It wasn't a service unto God. It wasn't worship unto God. We have changed. People have changed. They allow anything to go on in churches today. And it needs to stop. Someone has to have the courage to speak against all of this tomfoolery that's going on. And that's exactly what it is. It's tomfoolery. It's buffoonery. And it should not be. I'm appalled by it because it, it has a... A, a, a adverse uh, uh, effect on it because when individuals see you and, and they know that you are called to preach the gospel, well, they think that you are part of the same group and that's not so. God has some real genuine individuals out here that will stand up and tell you the truth, will be like Isaiah, will cry out loud and spare not, will tell the people their sin unapologetically. Will preach the gospel of Jesus Christ to turn a lost, dying world back to the heart of God, to seek the face of God. My next scripture that I want to go to, beloved, I'm not arguing at you, but I want you to be informed. And that's what's going on today. A lot of misinformation because people are void of the knowledge of God because people are pulling on emotional strings And people are reacting from a position of not being led by God but they're responding from a position of emotionalism. Individuals come in and whip you up in a wild frenzy and all kind of stuff going. There's another video that I I came across my attention I was looking at and this individual uh, laughing and people just falling out, talking about they're drunk in the spirit. That's another bunch of foolishness. That's nowhere near being drunk in the spirit being intoxicated and led by the Holy Spirit of God. things that people are allowing to go on the to churches today. My friend, Jesus went into the temple and turned over the table of money changers. Not only did he turn over the tables, but he scourged them out of the temple, meaning that he beat them out of the temple. Some things need to just be simply beat out of churches today. I wonder if Jesus was walking the earth today, how many of our churches would he have to go in and scourge and beat that stuff out of there? Probably millions of them. He scored him. He turned over the money. And he said, My house should be called a house of prayer, but you have made it into a den of thieves. That's just what it has turned to. And I have a godly zealousness against this. This vexes my spirit, and it ought not to be. Because we have to preach the truth for people. You have to preach against sin. We have to preach against this foolishness that's going on, even when it's my own contemporaries that are preaching this foolishness and you may be upset with me but that's all right I'm like Paul have I become your enemy because I tell you the truth I would rather be your enemy and be God's friend than to be your friend and God's enemy I love you that's why I tell you the truth I'm going to keep telling you the truth get away from all of this shenanigans and this, uh foolish preachers that are preaching Jeremiah, the twenty-third chapter. Listen to what Jeremiah twenty-three says. Jeremiah twenty-three, and I want to take you to verse number Jeremiah twenty-three. I believe it's going to be verse number ten. Excuse me. Yeah. Jeremiah 23, Is Jeremiah 23. No, I'm sorry, it's Jeremiah chapter 5. That's where I want to go, Jeremiah chapter 5. Jeremiah chapter 5. We'll look at verse number 30 and verse number 31. Number 5, verse 30 and 31, it says, An astonishing and horrible thing has been committed in the land. The prophets prophesy falsely, and the priests rule by their own power, and my people love to have it so. But what will you do in the end? Isn't it something, guys, I want to show you uh, uh, an astonishing thing, a horrible thing? This false prophecy is horrible to God. He, say, he says, that has been committed in the land. This is what was going on in Jeremiah's day. And it's going on in our day today. It's a horrible thing. The prophets prophesy falsely, and the priests rule by their own power. And my people love to have it so. Isn't that something God say? His people love to have it so. It's an unfortunate thing that people want to have their own way. People do not want the truth. They don't want to be told the truth. And when you when you give a message that speaks against sexual immorality, when you speak against sin, when you speak against divorce, when you speak against murder and hatred and prejudice, when you speak against these things, People call you outdated, but God isn't outdated. My Bible tells me that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God does not change, friend. Just because the time changes, God does not change because God's word is settled in heaven. You can't move God. He's a righteous, holy God who requires righteousness and holiness from his people. He said they love to have it so. You know, people want to have things their way, but there is a consequence to wanting things your way. The scripture says there is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Friend, change your ways. Get away from all these false prophets and preachers giving you false hope. There's another preacher by the name of Peter Popoff comes on TV on an infomercial late night. Anything that comes on late night trying to sell you anything, you have to know that it, 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 it cannot be any good. He has a vial, talking about Miracle Spring water. Get some of this Miracle Spring water. And then you got a, a bunch of people in the congregation giving false testimonies and lies, talking about right, they drank the water, and they received in the mail a certain amount, X amount of dollars to take care of their bills. All these false witnesses being encouraged to tell lies, lying in the name of the Lord, not speaking the truth. Now, when Jesus said in St. John chapter seven, he said, if any man thirst, let him come unto me, and out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. In St. John chapter four, Jesus told the woman at the well of Samaria, he said, if you knew, who was was speaking with you, you would ask for him, that living water, and he would have given you to drink. You don't have to send off the, I don't care if it came from the wells of Jerusalem. I don't care if it came from the tomb that Jesus was laid in. You don't have to go there to get no water. The water that you need is the Holy Spirit. And who gives that water? Jesus Christ. He is that living water. He is that fountain of life. Now, I want to give you some more Bible because I want you to search the scriptures and to see what I'm telling you is true. So if you're able, write write them down or if you're recording this, go back and listen and find the scriptures that that I'm quoting and telling you to turn to and look. And when you read the word, prayerfully read God's word and ask God to open your understanding. And if you, have, if you are attending a place of worship or ministry like this, I'm going to encourage you to leave. Get from up under that leader quick, fast, and in a hurry. Leave a smoke trail behind you. Get out of that place because it is the synagogue of Satan. If you're not familiar with that uh, reference, that's found in the book of Revelation chapter number three. That's spoken by one concerning one of the churches that was in Asia Minor. And we have many synagogues of Satan today. Okay, the next scripture I want to take you to will be Jeremiah. Chapter number two, verse number eight. Jeremiah and. The prophet Jeremiah and the prophet Ezekiel had a lot to say from God concerning false prophets and false prophecy because they give people false hope and a false sense of security that God is not speaking to them. Yes, friend, God is a God that will correct and chasten wrongdoing, especially among his children. Jeremiah chapter 2 and verse number 8. It says this. Verse number eight says, The priests did not say, where is the Lord? And those who handle the law did not know me. The rulers also transgressed against me. The prophets prophesied by Baal and walked after the things that do not profit. That's how people, listen to what he said. Listen to what Jeremiah a true prophet of God said how the false prophets are prophesying. They're prophesying by Baal. Baal is an idol god. Okay? It's not the spirit of God that that, that is moving through individuals to um, give prophecy. They're prophesying by Baal. Okay? In the New Testament, in 1 Corinthians chapter number 11. First Corinthians chapter number eleven. I want to introduce you to something. That's why it's good for us to study the Word of God. So, in times like this, we can we can uh, tell people this is where you can go, this is where you need to look. Person that stand up before you that's telling you these things, ask them privately. Where can you find what they're saying in the Bible? and right and it be rightly dividing. So first Corinthians chapter number 11. I want to take you there. First Corinthians chapter 11. We're going to look at verse 13 through 15. Now I hope you're watching me because you can see I have a Bible in front of me and I am turning this turning the pages. Yes, I am relatively revel- turning slow. Second Corinthians chapter eleven, verse eleven through thirteen. It says this. I'm sorry. Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians chapter eleven, thirteen second Corinthians chapter uh, 11 verse 13 through 15. For such are false prophets for such as false prophets, deceitful workers transforming themselves into apostles of Christ and no wonder for Satan himself transformed himself as an angel of light, light. therefore it is no great thing, that if his ministers also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness, whose end will be according to their works. There is an end that's coming to all the false prophets, all the false teachers, all the false apostles, all the false brethren. And I'm so glad that God in his word identifies that there are false prophets and false apostles and false brothers and false teachers. The word of God does not hide from it. So if the word of God is not hiding from it, I'm not going to hide from it, nor will I cease to call it out when I see it being done because people are being deceived and being misled. And Satan is a great deceiver. The first form of deception was in the Garden of Eden when he told the woman, Thou should not surely die. The serpent, the spirit, there's a spirit that's leading these individuals. And it's the spirit of a lie. It's the spirit of the devil. It's not the spirit of God. The spirit of God is truth. That's why Jesus said, sanctify him through the truth. Thy word is truth. And I'm here telling you the gospel truth. I'm not looking for an audience. I'm not looking for fanfare. I'm not looking for anything but to tell and communicate the truth. Because if you're anything like me, I hate, I detest being lied to. And when I find out you're lying to me, I'm not ashamed to call you a bold, a bald-faced liar to your face. To let you know you're lying. Because nothing good comes out of a lie. All The enemy, his job is to kill, steal, and destroy, misleading a lot of people. That's what's going on today, being misled. And I pray that you're not being misled. But if you were being misled, I pray that what God has said to you today was light to you and open up your eyes and your understanding and have enlightened you to start walking in the truth, the light of God's word. I love you. Get away from all these emotional preachers with the emotional false prophesying self that's giving you false hope. That's not securing your faith and anchoring your faith in Christ where God wants it to be. I love you. And this may be a part two. I believe I will continue with this next week. God bless you and I love you. Have a wonderful day. Bless rest of your day. Until next week. See you.